everyone, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast for Thursday, December 10th. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice to help organizations master the order to cash process. Today, we're speaking with Chris Doxey, management consultant specializing in governance, risk, and compliance in the areas of financial operations. And today, we're continuing our conversation about DSO reduction. Uh, a couple of days ago, we, we, we talked about um, what companies can do to begin uh, understanding DSO for their industry, for their company, uh, and some things to, to look out for. Um, today, we're going to continue that conversation. And we're going to start with, uh, Chris, um, what are some of the tools that companies can use to uh, address DSO management and reduction? Yeah, Ernie, that, that's, a, that's a really good question. And, and, and some of the tools you know, can and start really kind of at the beginning of the food chain. Um, so some of those can actually be really having a, an insight into you know, good um, good credit analysis. You know, right right up front, and I, I think even before we start talking about you know the automated tools, um, I think that establishing you know some of the the business partnerships. So even before we implement tools, I think it's important for a credit you know a professional and a accounts receivable professional to build the the partnership with the you know, with the sales team, you know, certainly, and right. the logistics team. Yep. Um, and, you know, in, in my days uh, working in uh, credit and collection, uh, it, w- it was important to, you know, to make sure that you have that camaraderie and you have that communication. And all the, all the tools in the world wouldn't have worked if, you know, you didn't have that, that um, you know, that partnership. So, so right off the bat, you know, I, I would suggest, you know, making sure you've got that, that partnership and you really understand how things work. So, you know, so first of all, um, you know, looking at the process, you know, even before a, a credit um, a line is, is established, you know, making sure you, you understand the customer and, you know, you can actually have the, the right tools to, to build the, um, the, the credit line and understand, you know, what's going on with the customer. Because sometimes, because sometimes there's, or the potential customer, because sometimes it's, it's not just about the financials, there could be other other factors going on. Um, you know, there could be some customer you know visits that need to happen and that sort of thing. So, you know, the first tool I would suggest is you know certainly making sure that there's the the credit analysis um, software in place. You know, understanding the financials, the ratios. Um, you know, and and having some you know some kind of a rating system to help you establish the the credit line um, in credit. Credit and collection professionals, um, you know, love these kind of tools because it takes away the manual efforts that we used to do years and years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So the second, the second piece is when the cash starts, you know, coming in, um, having some sort of an automated uh, uh, cash application system so that it, it actually, you know, makes sure that, you know, we talked about DSO calculations uh, last uh, last time, but making sure that the cash is applied to the invoice correctly the first time so that um, you can have a, a real-time DSO calculation um, without, you know, having to do any any manual intervention by the cash application staff. So having a really robust cap- cash application tool that can be actually, you know, worked out, um, you know, with, with some of the banks, 
um, and you know even even some um, internal um, software as well as external software. Right. So the other the other piece is um, making sure that you've got up to date um, subledger information that uh, certainly leads into the the um, the DSO calculation, and you really have a good handle on what's going on in the customer account, mm -hmm. uh, which actually feeds into the DSO uh, calculation and lets you understand what truly is an outstanding payment. And that also indicates whether the cash has been applied co correctly or if there's any issues with an outstanding payment due to a short ship, a miss ship, or that sort of thing. So those are really the, the major tools that help out with the credit professional, the collection professional, as well as the accounting professional. Yes, and um, and you you touched on uh, in the beginning of your your explanation um, about the relationships um, specifically between uh, credit accounts receivable and uh, perhaps sales, and um, who who else in an organization uh, should should be considered in terms of being part of that uh, matrix, if you will, or that team um, that that has either a stake in DSO or or would help manage DSO. Yeah, I, I would I would suggest also the logistics department because they're responsible for you know ensuring that uh, products are shipped. And of course, what you know really helps out is is having you know um, everyone responsible for the the DSO metric, not just credit and collection. And it, it's sort of a, a new um, approach. So ensuring that Sales has some skin in the game for the DSO metric as well as logistics. Right. So logistics is, is you know measured on getting you know product out the door and you know certainly a manufacturing company. Right. But but um, if they have you know again some skin in the game for the overall DSO metric, and you know what what I'm going to introduce here is the concept of the balanced uh, scorecard. So this means that you look at financial you know metrics and and spread them out by. process for order the cash that I'm sorry that, you know Chris we we cut out just for a second so the you last mentioned the balance scorecard so I'm sorry could, could you repeat that one more time yes I'm going to introduce the concept of the balance scorecard so if we look take a look at the order to cash process mm -hmm. and the metrics that are the, the key uh, results of that which you know one of which is the DSO and you look at all the components and business processes that are part of the order to cash process. And if you hold the departments that are comprehended in the order to cash process and hold them accountable for the results of a good DSO or bad DSO, it really starts impacting the results of, of um, what happens in the DSO. And what happens, it's, it's not just a, a credit and collection metric. And you start, um, you know, realizing that well, sales is going to start bringing creditworthy customers, you know, to the company, and logistics is going to be focused on just getting, you know, product out the door. So you get a really good team effort, and it's not, you know, just about, um, you know, a siloed approach in a company. And you know, again, I, I really truly believe in the balanced scorecard, and if it's implemented uh, properly, mm -hmm. it can go a long way. Okay, and and when a company actually does that, and they they've they've gotten some of their DSO um, processes in place, uh, and they're starting to to see some benefit, what what are some of those 
benefits and sort of a byproduct of a, a good DSO? What does that open up in other areas for the company typically? Yeah, I mean, number one, is, as you can see, Ernie, it takes down the operational silos. And what it, you know, what it does, it just becomes, you know, kind of a, an operating process where, you know, a, a customer isn't, you know, just, you know, uh, brought to the table, um, you know, without, without um, even, you know, considering credit worthiness, you know, it, it, it's, it's um, vetted, um, you know, uh, on a preliminary basis. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's sort of um, not, um, you know, it's, it's, the credit risk is reduced, I guess, is the best way to say it. So if a customer is a concern, uh, the salesperson, you know, talks about it, um, you know, sort of informally. So the the credit the salesperson almost starts thinking like a like a credit professional, mm. and and may and may and may which is a scary thought. But the, the salesperson may think about um, think twice about bringing, you know, a, a a credit risk, you know, to the company. Right. And you know they think about the holistic uh, approach of you know the order to cash process rather than just you know me, uh, meeting their own personal metrics. So they think about you know DSO and the impact of DSO as as, as being you know part of their responsibility responsibility, not just making you know their own set of numbers. So it's a behavioral change, and it does take a while to implement, but um, you know it it does um, it does work. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And I'm sure that's very valuable for a number of uh, companies who are who are trying to figure out, you know, who who does what uh, within this whole process. And um, Chris, uh, we're just about out of time. And thank you again for for joining us. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will will appreciate the insight. And um, we would love to have you back uh, as always. And um, thank you again for joining us. Okay. Thank you very much, Ernie. Happy holidays. All right. Thank you. And same to you and same to everyone listening. Um, the information for Chris, uh, her contact information will be on the page where the uh, podcast sits. So if you'd like to get in touch with her, you can use uh, the link available. But uh, thank you everyone for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on the Receivable Savvy Podcast. 